0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and all non-binary individuals. Welcome back to another episode of the Internet's Only Podcast. This is Topic Topicocalypse, and I am your benevolent or irrelevant host, Josh Peterson. Before we go on, this episode of Topic Topicocalypse is brought to you by Wheelie Q Barbecue Sauces and Rubs. Summer might be coming to an end, but your flavor game doesn't have to. More on that later. Once again, I have something very special in store for you music fans. If you're not a music fan or you like electronica slash transformer sex noises, feel free to find something else to listen to. Uh, today, instead of having a bunch of idiots sitting around a table talking about things they may or may not know anything about, I'm joined by special guest Callum Reed of the melodic hardcore band Stasis. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Good, good, good. Thanks for uh, Thanks for being on the show. Appreciate it yeah man thank you for having me it means a lot yeah um all right so let's just get rolling here to start things off what can you tell us about stasis how'd you guys come together how did you
1: decide what kind of music to play give us the dirt um it's a long story actually um so our lead guitarist uh, michael williams um, him and i've been best buddies for many years um but basically like our band started out. Uh, he was in a project um, with a couple guys uh, out of Pennsylvania in the states, um, and they wanted him to move down to start a project down there. Um, and we're both from Canada, obviously, but they they invited him to come down, and they didn't have a bass player. And I uh, I didn't play any instrument at that time. I actually learned the bass, and then we both moved down there uh, to start a new project uh, with the guys that lived down there. And I don't know if I want to get into all the like nitty gritty details, but it didn't go as well as planned. Um, and then at the end of the day, Mike and I moved home uh, back up to BC in Canada and started our own thing um, with the same name. Obviously we changed uh, changed a lot of the the dynamics of the band and the sound and stuff. Like when we moved down there, we were aiming for like a, like a straight traditional metal core sound, like heavy breakdowns and gent and all that stuff. And now we're, A lot more focus on the melodic and like the prettier side of the music and uh it's it's been going really well for us it's 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 been a long long journey of trying to find the right members and all that but um where we are right now as a band as has been the best it's been so far so
0: cool so when you said when you moved down to the states was that uh did you guys have any an ep was that uh before or after the ep came
1: out uh, we did an EP. <laughs> um, I don't know. We, we pretend it doesn't exist, to be honest, because it's just so different than the stuff we have now. It's like if you dig really deep on the Internet, you can find it. Um, it's like a five song EP we recorded in Kelowna here um, in our hometown. Uh, Mike Mike did everything, mixed it, mastered it, all that stuff because he, he took an audio engineering course at the college in town and uh yeah he's like really knowledgeable with all that kind of stuff and we we started out with that and then yeah kind of went from there it was like a long process of all that stuff but yeah we did an, an ep that song and then um did a 10 song lp last fall uh with with our with our new stuff so
0: nice nice so when when i listen to you guys you guys kind of have a sound a, a sound that feels very nostalgic to me like uh, you know the traditional uh we get that a lot yeah a lot of, <laughs> dude it's good though i like it there's
1: not like a lot of oh, i appreciate that man yeah yeah we go for i don't know like a lot of our influences like it, it come from the the roots and stuff like that like i i i, I don't know i grew up on a lot of like uh, poison the well and like misery signals and stuff like yes, that like, a lot of the, yes. like, traditional like mid-2000s metalcore and stuff like that and and yeah it's yeah, it's definitely come to present in our stuff that we're writing nowadays. So
0: So when you guys write though, do you do that on purpose?
1: Uh not intentionally, actually at all. No. Um like traditionally, like Mike does or did, I should say, like the majority of almost every single piece of writing um instrumentally. Um I, now I'm now the vocalist. I used to play bass in the band when we wrote that E P. Um, but now I'm the vocalist and and I stick strictly to to structuring the lyrics and all that sort of stuff and writing and all that, but he used to do a lot of the like all of the writing and now <clears throat> with the new members that we've got, it's kind of a little bit more spaced out with everyone's ideas, which is it's actually helped out a lot um, as far as like progressing the band and and progressing the writing process and stuff like that. So,
0: so on the topic of the writing process, do you? because you're the vocalist, do you do, do you write the music to cater to the vocals or do you wait till all the music's written and then you put vocals over it?
1: Yeah, we, Mike writes like all the music and then I put vocals over top of it. It's, it's worked well so far. So that's kind of what we stick to. Um, I don't know, like in, in some situations I, I tend to like jump in early and, and write stuff over little things and just have little ideas here and there. But for the most part, it's, it's, it's all after the fact. So
0: So would you say that when you feel the need to jump in on something early that you have a good feeling it's going to be a really great song That's because you get so excited about it?
1: Yeah, not necessarily a great song, but just a great part. Like I really like to, like I I love planning and stuff like that in in big moments and stuff in big parts of the songs um, where I'll get like an idea for a chorus or a big breakdown or something like that, and and, and it won't go away because it'll be so stuck in me, but yeah, a lot of the writing and stuff like that comes after the fact that he's written the song and it's not completely finalized, but it's the structure is basically there. So I can kind of go off that. And then, yeah.
0: So how's, when you guys are writing, how's the chemistry of the band? Do You guys all get along well, or is there like a Ringo Starr? Yeah, no,
1: it's, it's, it's been really great lately. Like in the past, we've had a lot of struggles with, with members. And, and like I said, Mike did all the writing anyway. So it was kind of like, I think some people kind of were offended the fact that like he would just give them music to play and they wouldn't have any input in writing, but it was like, we would have so many member changes like frequently that it didn't really matter. I mean, like we weren't really banking on people inputting stuff and, and giving their, their two cents when they weren't going to be around for, you know, it's, it wasn't like, it's just kind of how it always was. We were just, we always went through people that were, that were just not right and, and didn't fit and, and Mike and I have kind of been the the backbone of it from the start, and it's been like that since. So, but nowadays, like yeah, like um, our new guitarist Colton and our bassist Ryan and our, our drummer Taryn, like we uh, we all really mesh really well together, um, especially in the writing process. Mike still does a lot of this like initial structuring and like kind of gets the the backbone of the song, and then everybody kind of chimes in with different parts and, and, and interludes and stuff like that, that really bring it to life. And yeah, it's, it's working really well for us. So
0: that's good, man. Yeah, I mean, the, the new misgiver is a really good song. So I I can hear Thank you. It. Thank you so much. Yeah. It all meshes very well. Um, all right. So n- between no, or so no hope for now <clears throat> is the name of your EP mm-hmm. that dropped back in 2017. And just recently you guys put out a single called misgiver Uh, I noticed there's a distinct difference between the way they sound. It almost sounds like musically there's a lot of maturing between No Hope for Now and Misgiver. Was this a natural evolution, or did you set out to write something that reflected where you were in life?
2: Um,
1: I think sonically it wasn't really... I think it was pretty natural. I think that we're just progressing, um, and I think that Mike's getting a lot better at writing. Um, And I think myself as well, like... I, I've definitely matured as a vocalist I've, I've changed my vocal style up a lot from the LP we did last year. um and a lot of people are kind of chiming in and noticing that, which is really cool. The response has been amazing. Good feedback. yeah, um, the
0: the scream is definitely a lot different. I like the newer scream more than the old one.
1: most most people do. There's been like a few people that haven't been a fan of it and like the older one, but it's uh, I, I like I love it. It's a lot more emotional and passionate and and it's it's going really well for us. so
0: does it hurt less so the response
1: has been the response has been amazing so far so yeah we're super stoked
3: good good
0: man that's awesome so when you scream though like this newer scream does it hurt less than the the original one when um, you do it it
1: doesn't it doesn't hurt any more or any less it's kind of the same but it's it definitely takes a tax on like my lungs a lot more it's a lot more aggressive and and yeah it definitely takes a lot out, out of me compared to what i used to be doing so which is good though it it brings a lot of emotion out and and people feel that so
0: yeah so I mean so like after you do shows like I've heard stories where screamers like they can't talk for a couple days afterwards does that happen to you
1: when I first started out like it would happen a little bit like the day after we do a show or whatever I'd I'd struggle a little bit but nowadays like we're playing so often that it just it's it's just second nature to me so
0: while we're on the topic of this song, this is Miss Giver, the latest single by Stasis.
2: God damn you're
0: Alright, so let's uh, let's switch gears for a minute. I came across Stasis on Dreambound. Um, So as promoters, Dreambound does, uh, they do an amazing job of keeping like the emo, metalcore, post-hardcore genres alive. What is it like for you guys to be a post-hardcore band in 2018?
1: um in relation to like everybody else or like
0: well because for a while it felt like the genre was kind of dying like in the um the you know earlier to not early 2000s but maybe like five or six years ago it felt like this kind of music was kind of dying out but now I'm seeing a renaissance kind of and there's more yeah, and more absolutely. of these bands
1: I think yeah and I mean I, I noticed that a lot in like just the local scenes around like our hometown and stuff too like five six years ago there was Absolutely nothing. I mean, you couldn't put a show together with some buddies if your life depended on it. And now it's like there's one every weekend, which is which is really cool to see. And I think like worldwide, it's it's definitely kind of resurging, if you will. Um, and and yeah, I mean, people are growing. Uh, I don't know. I think that a lot of people are just definitely attaching themselves to it a lot more. Um, and it's with with a lot of the newer stuff that's coming out, it's a lot easier to attach yourself to it. But um, yeah. I mean, I never really fell out of it, but I definitely can. I can. I can say that I noticed definitely a a fallout a few years ago, and it's it's definitely coming its way back. So, oh, it's good to see. That's it's really exciting. So
0: yeah, dude. This like the music's really good. I, honestly, I always tell people like I always get that you know that they feeler Like I can't understand what they're saying. It's just it's not good music. But I'm like, dude, if you yeah. read the lyrics to that, some of these people are writing.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> that's like. That's definitely the kicker for a lot of people. I think that's all I ever hear from people that aren't into it. Or like, oh, I can't understand what you're saying. And they're like, if I can't understand what you're saying, then it's why I listen to it. But I'm like, man, I listen to like some of the modern day. Uh, I'll call them rappers, I guess. But <laughs> like Lil Peep, or I don't know. I I don't listen to any of it. But Dad I hear of the like rainbow some hair. Friends, I'm like, man, you can't <laughs> hear that. You can't hear what he's saying. Like he, I don't know. He just sounds drunk and silly. It's I, I don't even know. It's the same kind of thing, you know. I mean, it's a completely different type of music, but it's the same thing for me. I can't get into it because I don't know what he's saying, and I just I can't can't get into it. But it's the same thing. So yeah, yeah, I, I mean... can understand it, but it's yeah, it's it's definitely a a big complex for sure. That's that's like nationwide and in like every aspect of that for sure.
0: So let me ask you this: so What do you think would make the like, you know, the the core genres uh, a little more accessible for people?
1: Um, I think like more accessible, as in like for people that aren't into it to kind of get into it. Yeah, more like melodic, or you think if you added like, yeah, I, yeah, know... I definitely think that because I, I know that like a lot of people hear like our, our type of music that like some of my friends and stuff that aren't into it, like that type of music, and they hear it and they're like, man, it's really like, it's really melodic and it's pretty and stuff, but I just can't get past the vocal style. And I think the lot of people that attach themselves to like, the more post-hardcore kind of genre where there's a lot more clean singing and stuff. A lot of people can kind of get into that. Um And I think a lot of bands are starting to do that nowadays um, rather than tra- just traditional, you know, like mid to low screams and nothing but that. But I think a lot of people have a hard time getting past the, the quote unquote screamo, if if you will. But it's, yeah, it's definitely easier to attach yourself to something that's more natural like singing than, than that. So
0: yeah, well, I mean, because the, the cool thing, too, is that a lot of bands that have been in it for a while, they slowly, they'll keep screaming, but they'll do a little more, like, you know, like uh, vocal harmonies and stuff. Or, you know, you take bands like uh, We Came As Romans, Rest In Peace, Cal Pavone. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, Atreyu, The Word Alive, like, those bands have all kind of incorporate more clean vocals as they go, as they have gone, progressed yeah, through their career. Yeah, it
1: definitely sparks the creativity aspect of it, for sure. And it, it like allows that to flow, definitely. Yeah.
0: All right. So I guess the, the the second part of this question was: Are you guys having a hard time uh, like getting noticed or bringing attention to what you guys are currently doing?
1: Um, I won't say it's been hard. It's definitely like it's it's just kind of hard to understand who's actually hearing it and who's. <clears throat> I mean, the response for our new single has been amazing. Like, we had uh, this podcast in Australia just played our stuff like right when, right when it was released, can't remember the name of it, but, um, they're a big thing down there. And then there's been, yeah, it's, it's, I don't, I won't say it's been hard to get noticed, but it's definitely like, there's just a million bands out there and everyone's, I mean, got their own music. So it's definitely like, it's definitely tough to, to, to make your stuff worthy of like, why is, why is my music better than theirs? And, and that's a big thing, I think, but yeah, I mean, just being different and being something new and fresh for people's ears to hear, I think is the biggest thing. So.
0: Yeah. And I feel like, especially with like, with, you know, this genre, <clears throat> melodic art, hard, hardcore, metalcore, whatever, there's uh, just, you had the, the, it's not just the music, you kind of feel it, you know, even if you don't understand what the, what's being said, you kind of attach <clears throat> to it on an emotional level. And that's kind of what draws you into a little bit more. Into yeah,
1: absolutely. It. It's definitely passionate and emotional. And that's, that's what drew me into it when I, when I was getting into it when I was younger, it was just the passion and the emotion and yeah, like you feel it whether you like to or not. And that's, that's a big part for me. And I think that's, that's a big part for a lot of people.
0: So do you think that because it's weird because like we're in 2018 and you like, you're, you're encouraged to express yourself in different ways, but a lot of people, it still feels like are, are afraid to, uh, to feel things. So it's like you have all these, Remember way back when, like, if you were, like, a My Chemical Romance or From First to Last fan, like, you were the e- the weird emo yeah. kid, but, like, nowadays, <laughs> uh, yeah. people aren't ashamed of listening to it, but there's still, you know, a, a, a weirdness around people who express their emotions.
1: Yeah, I definitely think that it's, I think it's the way that it's expressed, and I think that a lot of people, yeah, be, there's that <clears throat> constant, like, weird emo negative connotation around a lot of it and I think a lot of people still attach themselves to that whether they love you or not and I think that a lot of people have a hard time getting around that but I mean it's the people that are involved and and that you can relate to definitely and give some comfort towards that but it's it's definitely like yeah a lot of people hide behind that and and aren't you know forthcoming in the way that they feel about it but it is what it is you know it's It's music, it's expression, that's all it is. So,
0: Yeah, and everything hits people differently. So, you know, how do you, when you guys promote your like how do you promote yourselves though? Do you like, do you just put your stuff out on YouTube, Spotify, Dreambound, whatever the the source is, and then, you know, people come to your social media pages or is there a process you guys, do you guys have like a booth at your shows where you try to encourage people Um, to check you guys out? It's definitely
1: been like an ongoing process trying to figure out what works for us. Um yeah, I mean, we we release it on everything that we can. Um, this is the first thing that we've released on Dreambound, um, was the single that we just put out, and it's definitely gotten us a lot of good exposure. They're like the kings of marketing and, and exposure and seeing music. So it's been a big thing for us. Um, but I, I don't know, different things work for different people and different things work for people that are living in different areas, I think is the big thing. I think exposure in Canada is really tough. Um, I think that a lot of people recognize that like there's a lot of talented bands that come from here, but it's definitely hard to like get your name out there. As far as shows go, it's definitely like if you look, if you compare Canada to America, it's like you can tour America in like 50 different cities in a couple days because they're all a couple hours apart. But in Canada, it's like you get Vancouver and then there's Calgary and Edmonton and then you have to go all the way over to Ontario for anything respectable and, and and that's all current, you know. It's definitely yeah. like, definitely hard, and I think that a lot of people just kind of forget about that. But yeah, I mean, it's I don't know. It is you got to do what you got to do, right? Like we've been we grind really hard on on social media and stuff, and it's definitely been increasing and growing in the past little while, which is a good thing to see. And we're just yeah keeping on going at it. So.
0: so yeah, so the the music scene in Canada. So how how do you guys put to, like tours and shows together? Are there a lot of band like there? I you know I know there are a, a, a lot of good bands from Canada that are in this this type of music. But when you guys want to go out and do like a a small tour or a concert somewhere, like how difficult is that for you?
1: Um, well, we just actually wrapped up a cross country tour um, with our friends in This gun for Hire. Uh, they're from Vancouver, which is like four hours east of where we are. Uh, we play Vancouver a lot. Um, it's it's kind of the only big city that's in reasonable distance for us. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we just wrapped up. That was the first kind of tour that we've ever done as a band. Um, and, yeah, we just kind of went full on with it and and went all the way to Montreal and back. Um, and, yeah, the response on that was amazing. But it's definitely, like, going about making shows and stuff out of, like, provinces that are that are far away, it's definitely tough because it's, like, you don't know whether it's going to be worth it or not. You don't know what the response is going to be like, and it's definitely a risk. But we've we've never really ventured outside of of BC, uh, British Columbia, uh, outside of this tour. Um, but we definitely plan to. Like, it's definitely something that we're interested in. And and yeah, I mean, playing shows outside your own hometown is the best. It's a lot of fun, and that's where the exposure comes from. So,
0: so as you say, it it worked out because you guys are probably. I'm assuming uh Inve- it's come the money's coming out of your own pocket to go to these different places. Is it worth the investment? Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, it, it definitely worth the investment. Um, It definitely is an investment and it definitely isn't cheap, but um, yeah, I mean, it's always worth it. Right. It's uh, yeah, it was a ton of fun and yeah, it definitely comes out of our own pocket and, <laughs> and there's, yeah, like it's, it is what it is, but.
0: Hey, I respect yeah, that though. It. Like if you're willing to fund your own dream and passion, like the day that it pays off, it's probably going to feel so good.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, you can take that with anything in life. And I think that a lot of people kind of disregard that, but it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely a cool feeling. And I mean, yeah, it's, it's respectable for sure for, for anybody that's doing it, like outside of being signed to a label that pays for part of it or some of it or all of it or whatever, but yeah, people that can fund their own dream and go after it and really just go for it. It's yeah, it's definitely respectable for sure.
0: So yeah, I mean
1: we had a ton of fun doing it and it's, yeah, it was, it was great
0: is that kind of the, the dream for you guys is to be signed to a label or would you guys prefer to, to remain independent?
1: Oh yeah, that's definitely the dream. That's, that's the far fetched dream for sure. I mean, everybody wishes for that. It's, it's a tough thing. Like everybody kind of has their different opinions, whether it's better to be independent and do your own thing and, and get that exposure that way or, or sign your life away with, with a company that's going to promote you. And, And help you out because it's you're definitely putting a lot of trust and faith in them and there's rules and guidelines you have to follow but yeah that's definitely something we're like interested in and shooting towards yeah for sure
0: because you you do hear like the the nightmare stories with bands and some labels uh did you (laughs) yeah do you follow hope's fall at all
1: uh i've to be honest not too much i've heard uh, i've heard of horror stories i haven't heard any details on them but yeah, I mean, there's horror stories with every, every live record label. It's just, I mean, it comes with the trade, I think, but... Yeah, yeah. No, please enlighten me if you'd like to. I'd love to hear about it.
0: Oh, no, no. Like, Hopes Fall, like, they were... They just had a new album. They took it, like, a 10-year hiatus, but what caused them to break up 10 years ago was the fact that they had signed with Trustkill Records, and they had, um, you know, yep. kind of taken away their creative freedom, taken a lot of songs off the album that they worked hard on making. So yeah. it, you just you run into a lot of stuff like that.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely depends where you go and and who you're with, and I think a lot of a lot of labels are trying, uh, kind of aiming towards being, as free and they, as they can with with who they sign and and giving as as much freedom towards, the artists and bands as they can. But it, I mean, it's tough. Like they have to be able to ensure that they're going to make their money back too, right? So it's kind of a right. sword in that regard, but.
0: Yeah. I yeah. I think like it too that they're they're starting to see that they have to give a little more leniency to their artists because as uh you know as the internet kind of takes continues to take shape and uh music creation becomes more accessible you have all these indie artists putting content out there that does allow them to have that freedom of expression and eventually I think there's a fear that you know maybe the indie creator is going to pass up the big it's already happening in yeah, movies. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that that like is a very realistic possibility, and I think that like a lot of labels are kind of sh- trying to shy away from that happening. Obviously, that's that's not something they want to see happen. But yeah, it's definitely a threat. I think not necessarily seen as a threat, but I definitely think that it's a possibility, and I think that they respect that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it, it, you know, the future is uncertain, especially in uh you know content creation, whether music, movies, yeah, absolutely, art, whatever it is. Okay, so how? Oh, oh sorry gotta backtrack for a second uh bands what bands have influenced your guys' music because i saw on your on your social media pages you have like a heart and hand and a couple other ones are those bands that you guys are influenced by or bands that you guys have played in
1: oh no definitely not played in um influence for sure um heart and hand they're not a band anymore but definitely one of our favorite um a lot of hardcore bands yeah it's like they were good influential man writing I, that, Oh, they were so good man it's so that, tragic that, that whole scandal not a thing anymore but, me out, yeah yeah they're like melodic guitar work is just out of this world like it's it's inhuman but i definitely think that like counterparts is probably our biggest influence we get their comparison like every single day of our lives <laughs> kind of been a running joke for a while now but yeah, yeah them and we love capsize and stuff too that's one of my favorite bands um they're kind of still on the up and coming as well. Like they're, they're, they're getting to, towards some big things and they're still kind of getting that snowball, just rolling down that hill and they're, they're doing really big things lately. So um, yeah. Counterparts capsize um, take hearts is a big one for me. Um, and yeah, a lot of the older stuff, like, like I said, like Miss and Shy Halud and stuff, as far as like just the roots of like melodic music, and that transition towards like, out of just your traditional metalcore into like the more melodic side of it is definitely a big thing for me, for
2: sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you've seen the the genre like I, I imagine you've remember the genre kind of evolving as time goes on, splitting off and all the different cores and stuff. It's kind of cool yeah. to see that these yeah. bands instead of disbanding <clears throat> are actually you know creating something new.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely cool to see it, it creating something new and and evolving on it like all the time. Like it's definitely cool to have seen it evolve over what it's been for the past like decade or <clears throat> however long you want to cut it but yeah it's definitely cool to see it change and transition into what it is and what it will be
0: do you, so when you see bands like um you know like thrice or under oath how they were gone for a while and they come back and they're they've been around for you know almost 20 years now like yeah. does that give you hope for the future of uh you know of the oh 100
1: yeah absolutely i mean like you look at like a possible rebirth of, like, My Chemical Romance and stuff, and it's, like, you hear rumors about that. And, yeah, it definitely gives you hope, and you see a band, like, I think Underworld is probably the big, biggest example in that regard. Like, yeah, they're, like, so huge, and and they always have been, and now they're they're touring again, and it's, yeah, it definitely gives hope to bands that, like, have that fear of dying off and not being able to kind of make it work, because it's, yeah, I mean, they they did it and then they stopped and now they're doing it again and it's yeah it's definitely cool to see and it's definitely inspiring and and motivating for sure yeah
0: yeah and people have been welcoming them you know well some people in andreos case welcome them back with open arms and then others are kind of
1: yeah you know, well there's always two sides to it right there's always people that react and 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 have that kind of negative connotation around it but i
0: yeah, the, the thing that that's a bummer about it. it's not even like the the fact that they're not making you know music like they used to. It's the fact that they ditched the Christian thing, and I'll, I'll, everyone's up in arms about that. Like I don't. Yeah, I
1: know. It, it's it is what it is. So that a lot of people just kind of react because they don't have anything else to do. You know. The trolls will be it's, trolls, man.
2: Yeah. Exactly,
0: <laughs> man. Yeah. Definitely. All right. So, how does the we kind of talked a little bit about the writing process earlier how does like creatively how do you guys kind of come up with you know the the themes and all that stuff of what you want to write what are the themes of your music would you if you had to call it something
1: in regards to the lyrical content or just the band as a whole like mm. it, it's it definitely it's different in in regards to the way that i write and the way that like mike writes the instrumentals we don't really collaborate on much Um, as far as like a band image would go. Um, I don't think we're really at that stage yet. Not to say that we won't be one day, but it's, that's not really like what we shoot for, if you will, but it's, I don't know. We just try to write the best music that we can. And, um, I don't really think that we have a a theme as a band. Um, not to say that we can't adapt to one, but, um, I don't know. I write a lot about like experiences that I've been through and, and experiences that I'm going through. Um, and in hopes to like get through those things and kind of touch people that are going through the same thing and and I think that's a big big thing for me for sure so
0: yeah that's awesome because I I, a lot of bands kind of touch heavily on like depression anxiety self-image stuff like that and like especially for me in high school as someone who you know you know went through mental health issues like it it helps to know that there there are other people out there who have gone through the same stuff oh
1: that's that's the biggest thing for sure. Yeah, it's it's so cool to see like the relatability and stuff and, and just being aware that you're not alone in however you're feeling and knowing that other people go through some, the things that you go through. And and yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the biggest things in, in core music, if you will. It's, yeah, people that can write about stuff like that and have such a huge impact on people that go through it too. It's It's the coolest thing in the world.
0: Yeah, especially uh, because, you know, in this modern time we live in, it's especially when it comes to like, uh, you know, relationships and breakups and stuff. There's always, you know, you have uh, like Huffington Post and Vogue and whatever writing all these like rules for dating and stuff. And like it's, you know, it's weird that everyone assumes everyone who reads that kind of stuff assumes that their grief is the same or better than everyone else's. So it's, you know, everyone processes emotions differently.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Yeah, for sure.
0: All right. So your latest single is out now and it's called misgiver. What does the future look like for stasis? Uh, are there plans for another full length album or a tour or what, what do you guys got going on coming up?
1: Um, right now we're just, we're just trying to play as, as, many shows as we can. Um, that's like always been a big thing for us. Um, yeah, I mean in the, in the near future, we've got, um, a little run with, uh, a band called youth fountain that just signed up pure noise. um, they're like a pop punk band out of Vancouver. Um, they're doing a, a a nationwide tour with with a couple other friends, and uh, we've we've got like four shows booked with them, I think, all in all in BC. But um, that's kind of the next thing we've got. And then yeah, I mean, we're always writing music and and coming up with things that are that are towards that. And yeah, I mean, we'd love to put together another. Um, I think the goal is for an EP or something um in the near future but yeah that's right now we're just trying to play shows and, and get our name out there and get people to listen to our music so
0: hey man well if you guys ever come down to california let me know i'll uh i'll be in the uh, audience
1: dude that's yeah that's the dream man uh, the californian <laughs> dream for sure
0: well it's weird with Cali- I've been
1: california like like two times in my life and it's like the best place on earth so. <laughs> D-
0: disneyland are you here for disneyland
1: i haven't been to disneyland i've been to disney world but uh i was in la in uh January I think it was but uh yeah man yeah California's the, the shit so <laughs> yeah
0: dude like and it's cool because like the the hardcore bands around here like they have a uh, out of, like a rite of passage I guess so they have to play like there's a venue called Chain Reaction in Anaheim you have to play oh, yeah, there. Definitely. And you have to sell it yeah. out and then if you can sell out chain reaction then you can play House of Blues Anaheim and it's just there's like this weird process <laughs> and you can go going to
1: Troubadour. Yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah. You got to level yeah, up it. <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh, Absolutely, man. Yeah, for sure.
0: Do you yeah. So, do you um, you know, before we go out, you got you got anything you want to say? Any uh any uh, I just want to
1: say thank you, man. Thank you for having me on the show. It means the world. Um yeah, I mean, listen to our music, please. It, it's trying <laughs> um yeah i mean it, we're definitely moving towards uh a different kind of perspective on on what we're writing and and moving towards some things that we're really proud of and happy about so
0: it's dude it, thank honestly thanks for coming on man because it's like i listen to your guys' music and that's it's good it's really good so thank you so much man i appreciate that yeah thank yeah you. for sure uh yeah, so
1: we're trying it,
0: yeah. Hey, it, it shows, it shows. And especially like, you know, like I was saying earlier with, um, between your, your LP and your new, your new single out, like it, there's definitely a progression there that has gotten.
1: Yeah. I, and I think that's, that's probably our biggest thing right now is trying to focus on that and, and better it with the stuff that's to come. Um, the reactions that we've gotten in the, and the, the, yeah, just the the reactions for people have been insane. Um, and we're super proud of it and happy about it. And, yeah, we couldn't be more stoked about it. So
0: nice. Hey, well, you're you know you're okay. You're good with what you you guys are making. So as long as it's, there's not like uh, what's that self self criticism where you're constantly trying to uh yeah feel like
1: this sucks. Well, I mean man. that comes are... with with any creative creative thing, right? Like any artist of of any kind, right? Like that self doubt and and critique is always there, but it's it's only going to make you better if you're critiquing yourself, right? So.
2: Yeah. We always
1: strive for that. We're always trying to be better and yeah, we're never accepting what we can do is is good enough. So
0: Right. And there's no you guys don't seem to have that fear of vulnerability that a lot of uh bands do that never end up going very far.
1: Well, I think that holds a lot of people back. Um I mean, we try to shy away from a lot of the doubting and stuff like that and we're just I don't know, we're just trying to play as many shows as we can and and get our name out there and and just be be who we are we're, we're always real and and present and, and truthful and honest with what we are and what we want so
0: that's good man Res- i respect it i respect it um if people want to find your music or reach out to you guys where would be the best place to look
1: uh instagram facebook anything like that instagram handle is at stasis bc um, and our facebook is just stasis bc um yeah check us out on spotify um we're we're always putting our new stuff up on there and, and yeah, anything social media, we're all over everything. So.
0: All right, cool. Well, for those of you listening, this has been another episode of topic apocalypse. If you're looking for the podcast, you can find it on Podbean, iTunes, apple podcast, podcast podcast.com, stitcher, Google play, and other great podcasting outlets around the globe. You can also find us on uh, social media at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until next time, it's been a pleasure.
3: Mm, nothing's better when grilling your favorite meal than adding some delicious wheelie q rubs seasonings and gluten-free barbecue sauce made with the finest ingredients wheelie q products pack a ton of flavor to your meals whether it's ribs chicken steak hamburgers fries or vegetables to get your hands on some of these tasty wheelie q items head on over to www.wheelyq.com and a portion of all profits made will go into finding a cure for spinal muscular atrophy. Topicocalypse listeners, act now and get 15% off your order today just by entering the promo code POD3, that's P-O-D, and the number three at checkout. For the tastiest food on the grill, nothing's better than Wheelie Q items today at wheelieq.com.